February 7th. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you, Jesus, Lord, that we, we are be of good cheer, Jesus, for you have overcome the world, Lord. We rejoice in us. You have given us your peace. And, Lord, we, we know that you hear us at all times, Lord God. And we know that you have given us victory, Lord, over this world, Lord. And we rejoice with our other brothers and sisters, Lord God, in the kingdom of God. Lord, that we hear your words. And, Lord, and we love you. We love the Father. And we love the brethren. Thank you, Father God, for giving us all that Jesus has purchased for us, Lord, at the cross, Lord. We declare it, and we believe it, and we take it. We say yes and amen, Lord. We receive these words, Lord God, for your glory and your honor, in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord. Amen. Exodus 26, 1 to 27, 21, please. Make the tabernacle from ten curtains of finely woven clothing, woven linen. Decorate the curtains with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. These ten curtains must all be exactly the same size, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Join five of these curtains together to make one long curtain. Then join the other five into a second long curtain. Put loops of blue yarn around the edge of the last curtain in each set. The 50 loops along the edge of one curtain are to match the 50 loops along the edge of the other curtain. Then make 50 gold clasps and fasten the long curtains together with the clasps. In this way the tabernacle will be made of one continuous piece. Make 11 curtains of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering for the tabernacle. These 11 curtains must all be exactly the same size, 45 feet long and 6 feet wide. Join 5 of these curtains together to make one long curtain and join the other 6 into a second long curtain. Allow 3 feet of material from the second set of curtains to hang over the front of the sacred tent. Make 50 loops for one edge of each large curtain. Then make 50 bronze clasps and fasten the loops of the long curtains with the clasps. In this way, the tent covering will be made of one continuous piece. The remaining three feet of this tent covering will be left to hang over the back of the tabernacle. Allow 18 inches of remaining material to hang down over each side, so the tabernacle is completely covered. Complete the tent covering with a protective layer of tanned ram skins and a layer of fine goat skin leather. For the framework of the tabernacle, construct frames of acacia wood. No, for the framework of the tabernacle, construct frames of acacia wood. Each frame must be 15 feet high and 27 wide, 27 inches wide, with two pegs under each frame. Make all the frames identical. Make 20 of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. Also make 40 silver basins 
two bases under each frame with the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, make another 20 frames with their 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Make six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle, along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames will be matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring forming a single corner unit. Make both of these corner units the same way so there will be eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle set in 16 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Make crossbars of acacia wood to link the frames. Five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle and five for the south side. Also make five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle which will be will face west. The middle crossbar attached halfway up the frames will run all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. Overlay the frames with gold and make gold rings to hold the gold crosshairs or crossbars. Overlay the crossbars with gold as well. Set up the tabernacle according to the pattern you were shown on the mountain. For the inside of the tabernacle, make a special curtain of finely woven linen. Decorate it with blue, purple, and scarlet thread with and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. Hang this curtain on gold hooks attached to four posts of acacia wood. Overlay the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. Hang the inner curtain from clasps and put the Ark of the Covenant in the room behind it. The curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. Then put the Ark's cover, the place of atonement, on top of the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the most holy place. Place the table outside the inner curtain on the north side of the tabernacle and place a lampstand across the room on the south side. Make another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. Make it of finely woven, finely woven linen and embroider it with exquisite designs using blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Craft five posts from acacia wood, overlay them with gold, and hang the curtain from them with gold hooks. Cast five bronze bases for the posts. Using acacia wood, construct a square altar seven and a half feet wide and seven and a half feet long, and four and a half feet high. Make horns for each of the four corners, so that the horns and the altar are all in one piece. Overlay altar with bronze, make ash buckets, shovels, basins, meat forks, and fire pans, all of bronze. Make a bronze grating for it and attach four bronze rings at the four corners. Install the grating halfway down the side of the altar under the ledge. For carrying the altar, make poles from acacia wood. 
and overlay them with bronze. Insert the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar. The altar must be hollow, made from planks. Build it just as you were shown on the mountain. Then make the courtyard for the tabernacle enclosed with curtains. Um, made of finely woven, finely woven linen. On the south side, make the curtains 150 feet long. They will be held up by 20 posts set securely in 20 bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. Make the curtains the same on the north side. 150 feet of curtains held up by 20 posts set securely in bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard will be 75 feet long. The east end of the courtyard, the front, will also be 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance will be on the east end and flanked by two curtains. The curtain on the right side will be 22 and a half feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side will also be 22 inches feet, 22 and a half feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. For the entrance to the courtyard, make a curtain that's 30 feet long, make it from finely woven linen, and decorate it with beautiful embroidery in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Support it with four posts, each securely set in its own base. All the posts around the courtyard must have silver rings and hooks and bronze bases. So the entire courtyard will be 150 feet long and 75 feet wide with curtain walls seven and a half feet high made from finely woven linen and the bases for the post will be made of bronze. All the articles used in the rituals of the tabernacle including the tent pegs used to support the tabernacle and the courtyard curtains must be made of bronze. Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. The lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner circle that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Bring pure oil pressed with all pressed olives for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. Okay. The lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron and his sons must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel, and it must be observed from generation to generation. Amen. Amen. Matthew 25, 1-30. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmen who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. 
But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourself. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him for the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. <laughs> so you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted him money for them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered to take the, the money from the servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have, will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant in outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Woohoo! Pray in the Psalms. Voice your commitment to God's timing and protection. Commit yourself to worship God for His sure goodness. Amen. Psalm 31, 1 through 8. O oh Lord, I come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection, a forest where I will be safe. You are my rock and my fortress. For the honor of your name, lead me out of this danger. 
Pull me from the trap my enemies set for me, <clears throat> for I find protection in you alone. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I hate those who worship wordless idols. I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have sent, seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set me in a safe place. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 8, 1 through 11. Listen to wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town of the road leading in, she cries out loud, I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding. Clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instructions rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you can desire can be compared with them. Amen. Amen. You know, um, just reading out of this, earlier I was reading... Um, of, about wisdom on chapter Proverbs 7. Now, after reading this, I understand where wisdom is at. Mm -hmm. Listen as wisdom calls out and hear. In chapter 7, it says, Call wisdom your sister. Call understanding your relative. Mm. You know what it's saying? It's to call it forth in your brain. If, if, and then you have, if you want to make gold... You call for wisdom. Say, wisdom, I, uh, I need you, or uh, I need your, your, uh, your plans. Understanding, how can I... In other words, talk to yourself and talk to your brain. That's where wisdom lives. That's where wisdom and understanding will come to, to live. You're an administrator of your thoughts. Mm. In other words, you know, it says, you know, let's say, if you're going you're gonna to read your Bible or you're going to go... Um, work for gold for, mm -hmm. for money and says wisdom will tell you say wisdom what should I say well wisdom says you know that there is more resources in reading the word of God and we'll take care of that later but you can also read the word of God and not a, not call out for wisdom and just get not get the revelation that the Bible you know the truth that is there you know what I mean it's but right here it says listen to wisdom wisdom is calling out and understanding raises her voice how did they do that The only way that I can see, she's leading and she cries out. I know it's a it's it's a yeah. symbolic. Uh, you simple ones use good judgment. Mm -hmm. You foolish people show some understanding. So how can we use good judgment? Yeah, you know, if you don't talk to it, you ask wisdom. Yeah, you ask the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, because what I what I underlined from this proverb as you were reading it is, listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay, everything I say is right, for I speak the truth. 
Okay. And I think that has a lot to do with it is that we listen to the truth of the word, you know, because it, because it is right and um, Jesus is the way and the truth. So everything about Jesus, Jesus is our wisdom. He's our righteousness. Amen. Amen. Uh, you can say, Jesus, I yeah. need your wisdom. Yes. I need your understanding. And you're right. This is this is before the New Testament, so you're right. You're correct. So I'm thinking that you ask the Holy Spirit. You ask the Holy Spirit because that's because. But like you said, if you don't call on wisdom, the Holy Spirit. That's our wisdom. Um, is you know in, in important decisions, important. Um, it's easy to read a book and get knowledge, but the wisdom that comes out of this book of the Bible is much more valuable than the gold and the silver and the rubies, as it indicates. It's the truth. Now, seeking the truth so it sets you free um, is, you know, a good example is uh, taking your healing. If you need healing, you know, the truth is in the word that everywhere Jesus went and everyone who came to him was healed. Amen. Okay. Um, everybody, everywhere he went, um, and if there was um, people that needed to be fed, there was provision for it, and it was multiplied in great numbers Amen. so you know we have to that's the truth you know whatever we've heard in past teachings in the church i grew up catholic you know um i'm okay to take communion because jesus says in the word here to do it as often as i often as i can even from house to house if i have to mm -hmm. to discern his body is you know don't discern discern his body in an unworthy manner the worthy manner is i discern his body was broken for me to have my healing so i you know i have to you know i have to call out wisdom i have to ask the holy spirit to unlock the light that comes from the, the scriptures so that i can have the truth so i can have my abundant life down here on this earth mm -hmm. anyway that's my two cents <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Right here it says, uh, listen to me. I have important things to tell you. Okay, so mm -hmm. right there, listen, yeah. listening to takes, me. Mm -hmm. it's a skill. It's meditation. Yeah. You know, it's not that running too. to mm -hmm. listen to Very me, good. for I have important things to tell you. Right. Everything I say is right. Right. I speak the truth. Truth. I detest every kind of deception. deception so right. we, have, we have deceptions from... Uh, false, erroneous information, right. e even in our brains and our own emotions. Right. So we have to tell what is the difference. Mm -hmm. My advice is wholesome. In other mm -hmm. words, it feels right, right in your stomach. Yes. There's nothing devious or crooked in it. My right. words are plain. In addition to that, mm -hmm. they are plain to mm -hmm. anyone with understanding. Yeah, right. You know, so, my you know, words are plain. Right. And what is Jesus said? Hang on, I'll give you a chicken. Chicken. Uh, clear to those with knowledge choose my instructions rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold for wisdom is far more valuable than rubies mm. nothing you can desire could be compared with that's an amazing statement you know because mm. wisdom is far more valuable than mm. rubies mm -hmm. choose my instructions rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold amen yeah, what I was going to say is I think it's either in Proverbs 3 or 4 that talks about, you know, above all else, get wisdom and understanding. You know, yearn for those two things together. And um, 
same thing it says in the book of Job. You know, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. 28, 28. 28, 28. And yeah. what is understanding is abstaining from sin. That's mm-hmm. understanding. It, or the wrong way or deceitful ways. Right. So, um, you know, it says, My words are plain to anyone with understanding. You know, the Holy Spirit just told me that wisdom is salvation. Because you can mm. have rubies, but you can have salvation, right. which is eternal life. Right. And my son, Fernando, remember, he, he see wisdom is capitalized over here on verse 1, Proverbs uh-huh. 8, 1. Uh-huh. And that means it's it's deity, it's Jesus. Mm, beautiful, yeah. It's capitalized, so his wisdom says that the, the Father is calling out, you know. And I said, you can say, Father, speak to me. Or you can say, wisdom, speak to me. Understanding, wow, speak to me. that's so beautiful. Amen. Tell me... You know, and the more we ask them, the more uh, we're successful we get at it. And then, then the Holy Spirit gives us the inner witness that that's the right decision. Amen. The Holy It'll Spirit. It'll bear witness with the Holy it Spirit. It feels good in the stomach. You Amen. Know? Yeah. When I'm praying for something, and then when that situation comes, we give Him glory and honor. Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, uh, Old Testament, oh, let me read right here. We read some incredible things right now about uh, about the, the, the foolish and the uh, and the wise. And that kind of goes good with Proverbs, the foolish and the wise. The foolish, the foolish, and what, what do you think? What is it saying? It's saying that uh, the people are not reading their Bible, mm-hmm. right? Or they're not praying. You know, oil signifies... The Holy Spirit, but you know, signifies the Word of God, and then oil has power, which it burns. You notice that they, they use it like kerosene, they use it like gasoline. Mm. Who would have known that that you can burn olive oil mm. and burn? So you know, but um, uh, so you know, so what the 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 message is is to stay. Don't stay halfway into the world, but be all the way into the kingdom of God. Amen. And waiting on the return. This is mostly mm-hmm. like the waiting on the return of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that more more on, on the return, that we're waiting on his return? Well, I think uh, when we read the Matthew on the bridegrooms, or the, the bridesmaids, the ten, five were prepared, five weren't. I kind of, as we went through that, that's what I was picking up. That they're, you know, be ready for when Jesus comes back. And not only that, the other parable about the the man that he gave the money to, he entrusted the money to the servants. Well, yeah, but right now let's talk about the foolish ones. We'll go there. Okay. The uh, And the wise ones. Is that in the coming of the Lord? Well, 25 ones, and the, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids. Right. Who took their lamp and went to meet the bridegroom? What does mm-hmm. the uh, the teaching say? Um, okay, let's see. Twenty five one to thirty says um, Matthew twenty five one to thirty. Jesus told parables in Matthew twenty five. Three, three parables. Okay, Matthew twenty five to three. No, Jesus told three parables. Oh, three parables. Sorry. Three stories. Got it. In Matthew twenty five to clarify further what it means to be ready for his return and how to live until he comes no parable by itself completely describes our preparation instead each paints one part of the whole picture Mm. 
In the story of the ten bridesmaids, Matthew 25, 1-13, we're taught that every person is responsible to be alert and ready for Christ's return. This sort of vigilance means being ready today, but it also means being prepared for any delay too, no matter how long. Mm. The story of the three servants, Matthew 25, 14-30, warns us against being irresponsible with what God has entrusted to us. In the kingdom, being responsible means wisely using what you're given, what you're given, more than producing a big return. Just like regularly sitting aside setting aside money to be saved, the faith that is invested is the faith that lasts. Where can you invest what you have? In whom can you invest your time and energy? Ooh. Amen. Praise God. Um, you know, that's one of the things that most of the body of Christ doesn't have that light turned on, which is being ready for His return. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I thought about how I sleep when I sleep, when I pray. Uh-huh. Do I have my clothes ready? I get up early. I said, Lord uh-huh. Jesus, come. Mm-hmm. You know, on a 24-hour basis, we can practice His His coming. You know, on Saturday when we rest, we can practice His coming. We, we can practice His coming on a, when we sleep, when we wake up. Mm. And let's get ready. The Lord is going to come. So He's going to come at 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're and, expecting Him to come. And, you know, we're expecting Him. Yeah, and uh, there's a hope that when you expect Him to come back. You can have hope every day in your life. Yeah, and there's you know rewards, he's coming back. like, mm-hmm. you know, the rewards that probably we haven't tapped into. And, and some people say these, these are the missing ingredients in the victory, victor's life. The reward, doing the communion, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, calling out on the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, staying tuned in to the Word of God. Amen. You know, this book of the law. Uh-huh. Those are all the rewards. And once you get skillful on these, then, you, you you know, God gives us a life. We can duplicate our lives by influencing others. Yes, yes. Right? Right. Lord, I have five souls. You you, right. you gave me birth. Right. Do some good? You gave me birth. Now I have birth a hundred of me. Yeah. I have birth a thousand of me. I have birth a million of me Mm. by the skill that you've given me. Yeah, that's that's amazing because you look at these two stories about the bridesmaids and then you look at the servants. Well, the bridesmaids were ready. They had their their oil ready. You know, they were uh, tapping into the oil um, to be ready for that coming. So how can you be ready for the coming? because we don't want, because the Bible says that um, God is, um, the will of God is that not one should perish. So if you have your oil ready, guess what? You can start to tap in, you can start to take some of that. And as God brings you somebody in your path, you can pull from the Holy Spirit to minister to them whatever their problem is. You know, it could be finances, it could be their marriage, it could be torment, it could be depression, whatever that is. God entrusts you to this particular person that comes in your path. And you may say the right words at the right time that they need to hear to be lifted up. Uh, you may say the right words that they need in their heart to be to come into the kingdom. So it's kind of like you prepare as the bridesmaid with the oil. You're ready. But then over here, you use it. 
mm-hmm. to, to serve others, to multiply, to God has given you a gift. How are you using it? You know. Amen. Uh, um, something like that. Okay, let's move on. Uh, right here it says, there's, there's a principle over here that um, Jesus says, then he ordered to take the money from his servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. Mm-hmm. Here's the principle. To those who use well what they are given, more even be. more will be given, mm-hmm. and Beautiful. they will have an abundance. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, we, we see that when people come in to get their heads together in, in, in our studies, <coughs> we see what you call is, uh, is, uh, is like compound interest. Mm-hmm. You know, they they start to go up really high, really good and stuff. And it gets to be, uh, so they're, they're given more. They're given more revelation. They're given more resources. They're given more joy. They're given more mm, uh, influence beautiful. on others. Yeah, beautiful. You know, we mm. see that. And then we see it, too, on the other scale. When they start losing and not using, what's their ability they can use? Mm. The ability that God has given you a voice, has given you directives to, to be helpful, and he expects us to use them and to build on them, you know, to, to build on their studies. If not, if we start neglecting and start, you know, watching the world stuff and everything, uh-huh. these things are start taking off on us like that, and we start going like this, and we start influencing people. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it. And they're out there. I'm not giving hope to others. Mm. You know, right now, people can text us and say, I'm so-and-so, and I need prayer. And we're sharp. We're on it. We actually send them more than they need. <laughs> we get on them. Okay, we get the ambush going. You know, we're like radical and fanatical about. Yeah. But you know, we we can't let go. And the other thing that I noticed too in our walk is that we're getting more more um, ease. It's easier to read the Bible now. Yeah. There's less fires out there of emergencies we have to take care of. Okay. We have more Bibles. We have more resources you know more ipads and resources to to continue to build on it we have more uh wi-fi well you know things are coming to us to you know and more more understanding of what we're reading you know because we have more ease so and we're you we're using what god has given us what we believe is is his um the right what use of the imagination. Yeah, only God can bring a bed that's going to give you better sleep so you have Beautiful. rest, Beautiful, a right? bed that gives us better sleep, right. higher quality sheets. Uh-huh. And yeah, he brought us to a town where it's quiet. I used right. to be in a town where I heard yeah. all the, you know, the sirens were waking me up, the guys next door were drinking and fighting, and just, mm-hmm. you know, and poverty. Poverty yeah. is a curse. You can't yeah. really concentrate on the Word of God. You know, the only good thing about poverty is you can sing your heart out. Ah, this is the day that the Lord has made, and you try to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm still in awe about what the Lord did. You know, in opening that email that day, I need to journal it because um, I remember when we were parked outside of the Costco, and I just I'm going to testify this, and I'm going to milk this testimony because five hundred and twenty five dollars on a class action suit. I mean, I didn't spend that much at J C Penny to, you know. In the time frame that they said, yeah, we've always been paying, you know, buying shirts here and there. Yeah, here there, but at good prices with their coupons and everything. So I didn't really even spend that much. <laughs> you thought you were going to get a five dollar yeah, and twenty five yeah. cent coupon, right? And they gave you five hundred and twenty five. 
And the, the thing I want to say is when you rejoice in the little that it comes, you rejoice, you're, you're setting yourself up for God to bring something bigger. Because when we, I remember, you remember we got some kind of little check for 53 cents or 57 cents. Ah, we, got, we, we just had a little celebration with that because we just when knew. when it comes, whoa. Yeah, so I, I. I thought you were kidding with me. Yeah. Uh, you really believe that? Yeah. It's a bogus. Yeah, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited because I believe that, you know, when I go to my email, I'm expecting some good news from somewhere out of nowhere, mm -hmm. from left field. So that's exactly what happened. Every day I check my email, what's good What's good that's coming my way, you know? What reward is coming? There's something, because, you know, as we've been learning uh, through Joseph Prince this morning, this teaching is talking, there's a reward when you serve. You know, there, there's a reward um, that you get from serving. There's rewards and, and more favor. So that's to me so exciting. Amen. God is blessing us, and He's He's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. We're just getting a. Um, there was one more point I wanted to bring up that came to me when you were talking. Is that um, as the bridesmaids were getting prepared, and they they had you know they were reading their word, they were you know obtaining wisdom, they were in preparation, they never let up. Um, you know, and and as the servants, you know, did well with what they were given, and so therefore God gives them more. It's it said here um, somewhere in here. I thought I read. It's like your your faith is is staying on. It's uh, standing on solid uh, rock, not sand. You know, you are your faith is being cultivated as you're doing these things, and then when those times hit, when times of difficulty hit, or times of what we're going to see in the world in these mm -hmm. in these days that are coming, is we got to stay on our faith with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So as we're tilling, you know, as we're tilling the ground, as we're getting our oil fresh and you know, stirring it up, stirring your gifts up with the word, then we are going to be able to see these things and not be moved. Amen. Not be moved. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Our faith will grow. Amen. And help others also in those moments. It's amazing how the in the Old Testament they used the... You know, you know, as you were reading the New Old Testament, it's mm -hmm. 15 feet high, 27 inch wide, two pegs, this and that, rings and gold. And, and, and the Lord told me that uh, it, this is one of the hardest things to do is to try to describe the human body and the intricate parts of our, of our makeup inside our, our, uh, our ligaments and, our, and, and the framework the way made. And right here is doing a real good job. They're building a temple. And actually, they're talking about our bodies. You know, the, the, the holies of holies is inside our hearts. Jesus Christ is there. We have sin in the holies of holies. If we can see ourselves that we, they're talking about us, that, you know, we're holy, you know, the presence of God, and it has to be uh, in in. Uh, infected free without any kind of you know it has to be clean it has to be formal it has to be you know 
as we can see that that is a type of our body is talking because we are the temple of Christ in us and God dwells in it, the Father. Have you ever wondered why you, you say, well, if the Father is in us and the and the Jesus is in us, like the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit, but you hear the Holy Spirit more than you do the Father talking to you mm. or Jesus. Mm. You know, it's probably the fact is is that we haven't built our temple properly the way um you know, giving him the respect he needs in our Holy hearts. Spirit. Yeah, I know I've been. There. You know, to build a temple in our, in our, in our, in our, for the Father to dwell in, for Jesus as a high priest to do the the the, the offerings. He spilled his own blood in the altar, <laughs> you know, and then the Holy Spirit is kind of like the administrator. He tells us, reminds us of everything. You know, he's kind of like the brain. Our comforter, our advocate, our guidance, our. So, you know, and then in turn, when trials come, we thank God for those trials, and then we, we in turn, feel that uh, it's, it's a three-stager. It's first kind of like a horrible anger that we have to go through this, our flesh does it, and then we keep, and we keep at it, and then our flesh finally surrenders and accepts the situation, and we keep praising the, the Lord for the situation, and then the situation turns to gold. So now... We have turned our sanctuary into gold, the walls and the things and stuff like that, so the Father can come in now, you know, and He, he used the problems around us to turn them into gold by us, you know, uh, being obedient and praising Him. Obedient to the sacrifice of praise. You become now the sacrifice. Yeah. To God, when you do that. People, you know, people don't understand that part, but it's a sacrifice or a of obedience to him hey you're my god you're on the throne you control all things you've got my back you care about me but, yeah, you're not going to leave me alone you know that's where we're entrusting our you know it's like a sacrifice here's me god you know amen would you like to read uh today's study exodus see if there's anything in there yeah sure and um okay um exodus 26 3 31 to it says, uh, in the tabernacle, the holy place and the most holy place were separated by a curtain. The most holy place was where the presence of God himself dwelt. Only the high priest could enter the most holy place, and he could only do so once a year. The altar of burnt offering was the first thing the Israelites saw as they entered the courtyard. Of the tabernacle. Here the sacrifices were constantly being made. When the people saw the altar, they saw their sin. Its vivid presence constantly. Its vivid presence constantly reminded the people that they could only approach God by means of the sacrifice. It was the only way their sins could be forgiven and taken away. In Hebrews 10, 1 to 18, Jesus Christ is portrayed as the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. Jesus offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins. Good for all time, Hebrews 10, 12. By the one offering, he forever made the perfect, he, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy, Hebrews 10, 14. There is no need to offer any more sacrifices. We can boldly enter heaven's most holy place 
we can go right into the presence of God in Hebrews 10, 18 to 19 and then 22. We have been given daily access to the presence of a holy God. Amen. 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 Yeah, exactly what we were just talking about. You know, is how how do we worship Him and praise Him and enter into the Holy of Holies? Because <clears throat> our Father has approved us through Amen. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, that we are in your in your realm and we are your love, Lord. We rejoice in what you have given us, Lord, and we thank you for our daily word, our daily bread, and we praise you, the King of Kings and Lord. Thank you, Father, that you live inside us. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for your word. We declare it so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, there's just one little point here I wanted to bring up, and you probably already know this, but um, it's uh, in 27, 27, 8, maybe? 27, 8 or so. Um, it says, The altar must be hollow, made from planks. Build it just as you were shown on the mountain. Yeah, there's so, two set of instructions. So there was... It was a, a more informal instructions uh-huh. on the mountain. He told Maybe them. even a vision that he showed him, I was thinking, just as I showed... Well, you know, know it's kind of like this right here. This is probably about 27 inches high and about 42 inches wide and then 27 inches, you know. That's why we have a, a good visual. And then yeah. imagine the poles. The poles were in the bottom... So when they picked up the thing, it would be higher on their shoulders, and then the thing would be way up here mm-hmm. like this. And it says that God helped them with that, you know, way on over 200 pounds with so much gold. Just the gold itself was 75 pounds. Right. What I'm focusing on here is um, just the fact that he gave them that picture on that mountain. Oh, the right use of the imagination. Yeah. Constructive Here's imagination. Here's how it's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. In addition to, this is how, amen. That's all. That's all I picked up. Well, that's a good point. In anything else, we have to go touch our joys. We've got to visualize what our joys look like. Or in some cases, God will show you what he's going to do. You know, through the dreams, visions. And then we have to keep replaying it or try to draw it out so you can remind. You know, um, one of the problems with this, that they keep seeing their sin on the altar. Mm is that they keep replaying it on their mind so they were stuck. Yeah, it's unconscious. Yeah, it's unconscious. You can either see it, your yeah. your sin is, is taken care of, or you can see your sin is always there. Right. So you, you start getting mad that you your sin is always there. So then people will close yeah. out God because they, they can't seem to take care of the problem. But with Jesus, mm. the, the guilt and the sin is gone. Yeah. Yeah, I like it because in that the commentary just said that in Hebrews ten one to eighteen, Jesus Christ is portrayed as the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. Jesus offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time, once and for all. The sins Amen. Put away. So, by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Forever perfect for mm-hmm. those who are being made. Sounds like. Being made holy, it sounds like a, a hammering out gold. We're in the process of being made holy. He didn't say salvation is permanent, but our transformation is a process. Salvation is permanent. 
of obe obedience of being made holy is obedience of being uh, hammered out by gold. And our obedience is thanking Him for the mm -hmm. problems. You know, that's our obedience that we, you know, we got the same situations as others, but we don't respond. You know, people take our driveways and we thank God and we look at the good sides. Just look at the and say, hey, well, God, God's telling us this is not our house. We got to keep believing our faith that we have, we have a home. This is not our destiny. It's not a home here. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Kind of what I picked up on. <laughs> that was, you know.